I am super excited for tonight as we have been talking all uh, service about what tonight is about. It's a night to celebrate who God is and what he's done in the semester. It's a tradition of ours every year at the end of every semester to have a celebration Thursday and to celebrate in this way. Um, and it's just been fun to be with you guys, to worship with you guys. And I am super pumped about the privilege that I get to um, introduce our student speaker for, th for tonight. Um, all of you guys know Mara Jacobs. And I know she's a good friend probably to everybody in this room. Um, and there are so many things and so many stories that each of you have about Mara. Um, and there's plenty of stories that I'm sure that I could share to you. But the thing that stands out the most to me about Mara is just how she authentically lives out um, her faith in community and shares her heart and whatever she's processing or whatever she's um, going through. And I don't think I've ever heard a negative word come out of Mara's mouth. And I think that that's true for probably most of us in this room. Um, and her, the joy that she feels in, uh, about the love of Jesus is just so infectious that I, every time I meet up with her, uh, I've had the privilege of getting to meet up one-on-one -on -one for a couple of years now. Um, like, her excitement about Jesus makes me excitement about Jesus. There's something about it that rubs off. And her character makes that character come out in other people as well. And I think that that's an awesome quality in Mara. And just so excited about what God's doing in her life, the growth that I've seen um, in her these past four years and uh, what God's going to do in the future with her. Um, so excited to hear what's on her heart, what she wants to share for us tonight. I think it's a timely word. I think um, it's something that is really important on our campus, important um, for those of us in this room. And so with no further ado, would we welcome Mara Jacobs. Thank you all for being here tonight. I'm so excited that we get to all gather together at the end of the semester and just celebrate and worship all that God has done, um, not only in um, this semester, but in this community and in the individual small groups in this group and in the individual lives. Um, I'm just really grateful that I get to share my experiences in these last four years with all of you and how God has changed my life and how this community has played a beautiful part in it. Um, so before we start, I just want to take some time to pray. Dear Lord, um, I just thank you for tonight. Thank you that we get to gather and praise your name, that on this campus that we get to uh, praise you and love you freely. Um, I just thank you for what you've already done, the ways that we've gotten to celebrate and the ways we've got to just praise your name. I pray that um, through my talk that your Holy Spirit would just speak and that um, it would be your words, Lord. I pray um, for hearts in this room to just, um, for your word to just fall on fresh hearts and open minds. And um, I just thank you for all that you've already done and all that you're going to continue to do. Um, we love you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Awesome. So I'm so happy to be here with you guys tonight. Thanks for showing up in a busy season. Um, but I promise that this night of celebration will be, will be worth it and, and refreshing. So the other night I was talking with Blaine about my first Chi Alpha experience ever, and it got me all sentimental, so I thought that I'd share with you all tonight. So I started my journey at AU in January of 2015, and I didn't really get involved in a faith community my first semester. 
um, I felt like a small town girl in the big city and like did not know how to handle myself. Um, I chose to come to AU for their amazing field hockey team and the combination of that with athletic or with academics. Um, but my first semester, I felt like everything was just so new and challenging that I had to focus on just field hockey and just school. Um, this demanding feeling made me feel like I needed to figure out how I needed to adjust to this new life. But I quickly found out that I couldn't and that I needed God. And that was when God, for the first time in my life, showed me that I truly needed him and that I needed a community of people that loved Jesus. So the next fall, when I came back during Welcome Week, I knew that there would be Christian organizations making outreach to students. And so I decided to go to the Meet the Chaplains Night in the basement of Kay. Well, at this Meet the Chaplains Night, I met Brittany and Josh Jones, who are two of our former AU Chi Alpha staff members. And um, this was the first time that I'd ever interacted with Chi Alpha, or Chai Alpha, as I thought it was called. Um, so I went up to Brittany and Josh, and I guess I didn't know what Meet the Chaplains Night meant, because I said, hi, I'm Mara. Are you guys students in Chai Alpha? Yeah. Um, so they affectionately and lovingly explained that it wasn't Chai Alpha, it was Chi Alpha, and that that stood for Christ Ambassadors, as we see in 2 Corinthians 5.20. And they told me about this cool thing called TNW. And I didn't really know what it was, but I decided to take my first leap of faith in college and walk in, in the doors of K for the first of many times throughout my college career. It would be um, the times I've walked in these rooms have just changed my life and my love for the Lord. So afterwards, after that first preview TNW, I went to serial and board games. And which, come on, is arguably the best event of the year. Okay, okay, yep. So right then, I knew that this was the place for me. Um, but I'll give you a secret. I'm actually an introvert that can just, like, fake that she's extroverted, so I was really scared, and I didn't want to go talk to anyone, like, being loud in the corner. And, <laughs> and I decided to slip quietly into a table. Little did I know that this table ended up being the staff table. So first, of course, I thought I was sitting with a celebrity, the Natalie K. Hill. Um, I had just seen her up on stage for the first time and seen someone just so joyously and passionately um, sing praises to God that I had never experienced before in my life. Um, and then there was also some other guy at the table that when I introduced myself as Mara, he just kept calling me Mario. So, um, yeah, little did I know that these two people would become my spiritual mentors and teach me more about Jesus through the ways that they model a relationship with God and um, show me how much that Jesus truly loves me. Um, I couldn't be more grateful for the two of you and for our entire staff throughout these four years. Um, after the event, I texted my mom saying, these are my people. Flash forward to today, that statement is just as true. Throughout the years, Chi Alpha has been a place where I've met some of my closest friends, wrestled through the deepest struggles in one-on-ones and, and um, small groups, 
and the place where I've got to celebrate through watching some amazing people that I love get baptized to dancing the night away at the Christmas party, which you all should attend at the gala tomorrow. But um, this community has been the place where I've always belonged um, and been loved without ever having to work for it or earn the approval and acceptance. This night, as my last ever TNW as a student, is such a sweet celebration and reminder of all that God has done. Yep, my last TNW ever as a student. That's weird. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but just in a few short days, I'll be graduating. It's crazy. It's weird. I can't imagine, like, I can't even picture myself in a cap and gown and walking across the stage yet. It's just like this strange mix of emotions as this chapter of my story comes to a close. Um, but God has written such a beautiful story at AU these past four years. And I'm just so grateful for how he's transformed this experience into something that I could, could have never imagined. However, there's something odd that I've noticed when we talk about graduations. Whenever I tell people that I'm graduating next week, I never would have guessed what the first reaction is. Rarely do graduates ever hear, congratulations, or wow, what an accomplishment. The questions that graduates are always asked and always dread is what comes next? What comes next? This question is one that ruled over my life and one that I bet all of us in this room think about often. We live in a culture, in a campus, in a city of what's next rather than celebrating what's been done. As humans, we get caught up in searching and striving for satisfaction and fulfillment. Whether it's a grade, or that perfect internship, or that one boy, um, we're putting our hope and happiness in things that um, will never truly fulfill us, and things that we have to hold tightly onto in our own control. And those things satisfy us for a time, until we desire something better an A in that class, or that perfect post-graduation job, or that other boy who knows how to speak your love languages a little bit better than that last one. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, we're always chasing after something better and better. And don't get me wrong, the things that we chase after, um, sorry, the things that we work for and strive for aren't always bad things. I think in the church, we see the word strive, and we think that that's a scary word and that it's opposed to hard work or pursuing our passions. But where we ultimately fall short is not in our work ethic, but rather the satisfaction that we seek from things that will never truly fulfill us. What's mind-blowing is that God has already revealed to us what's better than our best, and that's Jesus. I'm gonna share some verses that showed me who God is, and through that, who I am as well. Ephesians chapter two begins with Paul telling the church of Ephesus about what their life before Jesus looked like. They were living in a life of sin, and following the ways of the world, and following their own desires. They were chasing after these desires, and just like us, striving and attempting to seek satisfaction outside of the Lord. This is all of us before we knew Jesus. This is me. 
um, lost in trying to find my own way. But this is the part that I want to focus on tonight. You guys can open to Ephesians 2, chapters 4 through 10, or it'll be up on the screen here. Um, Verses 4 through 10. Sorry, I can wait. (laughs) All right. Verses 4 through 10 read, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us through Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And it is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared for us in advance to do. That's good. As Blaine talked about last week, this is the greatest but God story ever. Verse 4 in the New Living Translation reads, But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much, that even though we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when he raised Christ Jesus from the dead. Because of his love for us, God pursued us and rescued us through Jesus. This new reality changed my life and created my own personal but God story. Growing up at home, we didn't really talk about Jesus. I knew there was a God, but I didn't know that he loved me or that he wanted a relationship with me. My family raised me to do the right things and with hard work that I could accomplish anything that I set my heart to. I'm so grateful for how they have and continue to support me in all I do, including my pursuit of God. However, during high school, I started to question if there was more than doing the right things, being the good girl and pleasing myself and the people that I loved. I pushed God to the side in favor of sports or music or friends or anything that I thought would push me down my path to success and get me ahead. I thought that I could handle life on my own. I started to realize I was very self-focused and was pursuing things for the satisfaction and affirmation of others. I was chasing so many things that seemed just out of my reach, and the moment I got them, there was always something else out there. This caused me to really rely on myself, and it was exhausting. But God, God came into my life and allowed me to lay it all down. For the first time in my life, I truly understood what it meant to rest. This understanding of what God had done for us, for me, just blew my mind. He showed me that, as I've heard many pastors say, Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. And that um, saying yes to Jesus doesn't just simply mean saying yes to a set of rules. Saying yes to Jesus means dying to self and living a life alive, loved by the King. He showed me and continues to show me what it means to surrender and stop striving. And what's so crazy is that he hasn't yet called me to abandon everything that I love. 
He took things that I love and revealed it through them that his ways are so much better. He showed me that God can do infinitely more than we could ever ask or imagine from Ephesians 3.20. He taught me some really amazing things in my life through two specific experiences. First is field hockey. So um, I was a member of the AU field hockey team. It's really weird to say was as I step into alumni status, Um, but the field hockey team at AU has just been such a gift to me. Um, The lessons that I've learned through my teammates, my coaching staff, and all of the people that are around us that support us just is something that has compared to nothing else. Um, But something that God has shown me through sport, through field hockey, is how to choose Jesus every single day. So in sports, we're always working towards a championship, right? We're working towards that big win at the end or on the weekend, or we're working towards that fitness test, passing it, impressing everyone. But what really matters in sport and in our relationship with Jesus is choosing to show up every day. As Blaine talked about last week, it's not choosing him in just the hard days or, um, or in the great times. Um, he doesn't want us to just ask for help in those good times or praise him in the bad times. He wants that, but he also wants us to be with him, walking alongside us every single day. That's where joy comes from with him. My team has been such a blessing to me, from teaching me about resilience, to love, to creating a sisterhood. Um, But when I look back and remember all the memories, it's not the championships. I don't remember scorelines of games. What I remember is being together. I remember the pregame bus dances and the locker room dances. I remember meals as a team, eating more pasta than I thought that I could ever consume. Um, and just being with our coaches and having those pregame presentations where like, our coach just poured out so much love and confidence in us. But what I truly remember is just being together. And that's what God wants. He just wants us to be with him. And the second thing in my life that God transformed and has taught me a lot is through a very respe- special relationship of mine with a guy named Mitchell. Um, the way that we get to love each other is such a small glimpse of how God loves and pursues us. Um, it's a blessing to love him and um, to just see even a small glimpse of what it means to sacrifice or to love um, unconditionally. We've been together five years, um, but last spring break, he asked me to be with him a little bit longer than that. Woo! Okay. Um, But what's really cool is that the joy that I receive from thinking about the two of us becoming one family and (laughs) our two families becoming one is like something I can't even describe. So I really, truly can't imagine the joy that God receives when he welcomes us into his family. And second from our relationship, I've learned something cool about hope and joy in the distance. Whether Mitchell was halfway across the world deployed in South Korea or right next beside me, I can know that he's loving and pursuing me. And just like with God, with how Blaine talked about last week, no matter what season we're in, no matter if I'm in this spiritual isolation, as Blaine put it, 
or um, in the closest, richest season I've ever been with God, I know that he's pursuing me. God has shown me that in these things, I don't have it all figured out, and I'll never have to have it all figured out. I never will. But that true transformation in things that we love in our walk with God comes from trusting him and laying down our fears and preferences at the feet of the cross and saying, Lord, have your way. Here are two things that the Lord has been speaking to me lately and has taught me in my relationship with him. Number one, joy in the Lord is better than any happiness we're seeking. Joy in the Lord is not dependent on our circumstances or our season of life. Finding, and also, finding joy is not some self-help, pull-yourself-together alternative or see the best in a bad situation, but rather joy in the Lord is receiving it through his Holy Spirit and the assurance that his work is done through Jesus, but he's not done with us. Joy means that he has promises for each and every one of us and that nothing can ever separate us from the love of God. My favorite psalm, Psalm 119, says, I can never escape your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride in the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. In my personal story, I've turned away from God in the highs and the lows. In the highs, I go back to my success-seeking ways, and in my lowest, I try to save myself. But just like in this psalm, in all moments, the Lord is with us, guiding us and supporting us with his strength. The joy of the Lord will never leave us because of the Holy Spirit that lives within us. The joy of the Lord is so much better than any happiness we could ever seek. And second, especially as I take my first step into life after AU, after this community, I've been learning that identity in the Lord is better than any status we're seeking. Our identity is already secure. It's secure in Jesus. We are all made in the image of God. The God who made everything, the entire universe. The God who made the sun, the moon, and the stars. The God that created my personal favorite, alpacas and llamas. Come on. He also decided to create each and every one of us and to create us in his own image. Hear me out. That's amazing. To create us in his own image. And not only that, but when we believe in him, and accept Jesus as Lord, we are called children of God. We are called the God who created the universe. We are called his precious daughters and sons. He's our father and desires to love us and grow in deep relationship with us. The place that I've learned this most, most and have been most encouraged, encouraged in my identity is in my women's small groups. Um, I've been surrounded in these four years by women that have inspired me and, and pointed me to my true identity in Jesus through my hardest times. just want to say some thank yous to some amazing, awesome um, co-leaders and small group leaders. My awesome cousin, Emily Kusunoki, um, Sam Kaufman, Ray Stewart, 
Jolene Carter, Ashlyn Rafra, and Sophie Nowick. You guys are amazing and have inspired me. Um, what? Oh, sorry. <laughs> and um, Chi Alpha has been that place as a whole for me that has just inspired me and shown me my true identity. This identity is better than any title or status that we could ever seek. God gives us more from the free outpouring of his grace than we could ever achieve through our own efforts. This understanding of salvation through grace alone comes only through deep relationship with him. In my life, the more that I learn about Jesus, the more I receive new revelation of just how good he is. A relationship with Jesus is so much more than a blind faith or life after death. It's the deepest joy and highest honor that we could ever receive. As we close tonight and get ready to respond in communion and celebrate baptisms, I want to ask you guys a question that has changed my life. It's changed everything for me. And that's, do you believe? Do you believe? When I was first discovering my faith, and learning about Jesus, someone was so bold enough to ask me, do you believe? It was the first time that I said yes and accepted that Jesus is who he says he is. And let me tell you, I have to answer that question every single day. Do you believe? Every single day. Every day, we have to say yes and choose this. Just like a relationship in normal life, um, we have to choose that every day. That's where prayers, devotionals, community comes in. He wants you to know him. Today, I want, to I want to talk about three responses to that question, do you believe? First, if that question is no or I don't know, I encourage you to not let that be the end of your story with God. God's not afraid of your questions or your fears. Talk to God or reach out to someone with your questions. We often get taught that in order to have a relationship with God, we have to have it all figured out, or somehow we have to be good enough. Or in contrast, we think we don't need God because we are good enough and have it all figured out. That was certainly my story before knowing Jesus. However, Knowing him means recognizing that we can never be good enough or have it all figured out. May you have the power to understand how wide, how long, how high, how deep Christ's love is for us. Don't miss out on the but God story he wants to write in your life. Second, if your answer to the question, do you believe, is a resounding yes, I encourage you to keep running the race that he set before you. If you're fired up about his love for you and his grace and all he's done, keep that fire burning and share your passion. I encourage you to praise him for all he's done. Praise him for the joy and identity that he's given you. And share that with others. Invite them into this community. Lift up your brothers and sisters and show others the passion and rest that you find in Jesus alone. Continue to grow your roots in him and let your life be built on him so that you can overflow with thankfulness. And lastly, if your answer is yes, but it's hard to believe, or I haven't declared my belief in a pretty long time, I encourage you to examine your relationship with him. What's your foundation on? 
Are your goals serving the Lord or serving your own ideas of success? These are questions that I feel God continuing to ask me. He's shown me that I don't have to stress about the outcome or the future. We simply have to walk with him, to love him and choose him each and every day. I pray that you dive into new places and invite Jesus into all parts of your life. Know that he will meet you in your messiest places. Remember that Jesus not only walks on the water, but he calms the storms to be still. Seek and you will find him. Rest, he's in control. So, as we wrap up tonight and celebrate baptisms, um, I just wanted to share with you guys an amazing picture of an event that was just the best day ever. So this summer, my favorite person on the entire earth, my Grammy, decided to be baptized. Um, it was a really special event with, you can see, my family, Mitchell's family, and two of my best friends got to be there and witness this beautiful declaration. It's like one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. Seeing someone I love and I admire so much from my whole life pub publicly declare that um, she has a never-ending joy and identity in Jesus Christ, it was amazing. It's a clear and beautiful picture that it's never too late, you're never too far gone, and God is just too good to us. So I'd like to just pray and wrap up this night um, celebrating God for what he's done. God, thank you for how you move in our lives. Thank you um, that you come and meet us in the deep and darkest and messiest places um, that we don't want to invite you into. Thank you that you're good and that you want and desire a relationship with us, Lord. Thank you for the joy that you give to us, a joy that is not circumstantial, a joy that lasts through all seasons of life, a joy that is, like un is unlike anything that we could ever imagine. And thank you that you're a God who not only created us, but loves us and identifies us as your children. Thank you that to be in your presence, to know you, that we don't have to strive or work for it, that we're called children of God simply by saying yes to that question, do you believe? But that that's not the end of our story, that we have to come into your presence and answer that question with you every day, Lord, that you desire to know us in a deep and real way. Thank you for how you've changed hearts in this room. Thank you um, for this community. It's been the biggest blessing in my life, um, a community that's taught me more about you, how to serve others, how to love others, more than I could have ever imagined. Thank you for our leaders of this community. I just pray that your name would continue to be known on this campus and lifted up on this campus. Thank you that we get to celebrate tonight Thank you that you are good, that you love us, and that you're always, always pursuing us. We love you, Lord. It's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for letting me share my story tonight, and let's celebrate some baptisms.